Hi, everybody. Welcome to Processing the Process. Today's episode, I did want to put a little introduction in the beginning here so we can all be on the same page of what's going on and who, who this woman is and, and why this information is important to absorb. We're going to be sitting down with one of my friends, Diane. She is a woman who is older than majority of us here, but she's also someone who has been in the places that we have been and we are currently are in. Um, so if you're like me who, you know, tends to absorb some information from her own mother and then it just kind of goes out the window, um, but for some reason hears it from another person and it sinks in, then this might be for you. Um, I did ask her a really interesting question just to think of a couple things that she wished somebody would have told her in her 20s or that she wishes that she could tell herself in her 20s. Not that this whole episode is about regret. It's more so about what's, what kind of tidbits do we have to offer to each other that could help us in the long run and help us grow. Diane is from Oregon. She's an Oregon mama. She has two kids. We mentioned both of them in the podcast, one my best friend Megan and her sister Allie. There's a lot of just awesome stuff here. So sit back, relax, make yourself some tea, pack yourself a bowl, whatever, whatever that is, whatever you do before you listen to a podcast. I don't fucking know, um, but enjoy. And then just a little PS here. The sound isn't the best as we were recording in my friend's apartment and then there was cards against humanity game going up upstairs. So if you hear some just joyous sounds in the background, just know we were having a party. Okay. Okay, here we go. Very good. Very good. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Processing the Process with Vanessa. Uh, today, I have one of my favorite human beings on the planet with me, and I'm really excited to finally sit down and talk to her face-to-face, one-on-one, as I've been talking about doing this for months. So we're really, really pumped. Everybody, welcome. Diane, hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. I thought I wasn't going to have this opportunity for some reason, um, but I was like, just bring your shit. Yeah. See what happens. Yep. If it works out, it's works happening. Out. I'm, I'm, and I'm also glad that you were like, well, you want to do it? Do you want to go? I oh, was yeah. like, hell yeah, okay. Yeah, I was I like feeling that. it. Yeah. Before we got on, we were just talking about um, Oregon and how we primarily met. Um, and I just kind of wanted to start out there, maybe, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so a little introduction about who you are. If you don't mind. Um, okay. Well, yeah. um, my name is Diane. Yeah. Um, I live in Grants Pass, Oregon. Um, 26 plus years ago, I gave birth to my daughter, Megan, who um, was my firstborn. And um, we had family back on the East Coast. We'd come out in New Jersey and get to know everybody. And because I... Um, that was my only aunt on my mother's side, who's Japanese. So over the years, we kept coming and coming and coming. And then uh, as she became older and was getting ready to graduate, I thought, you know, I felt a strong need for her to kind of, we needed to separate. And that was for, mostly f- I felt for her to grow. So she did that, and it's been eight years, and she's still on the East Coast. And along the way, she's gathered some amazing women, and one of them sitting right in front of me here. <laughs> and so... When it was time for Megan to come back to visit, she did every year, she brought Vanessa over. And um, it was a blessing for all of us. Mm-hmm. It it just, 
it was meant to be. Yeah. 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 And so here I am visiting on the East Coast (laughs) for the first time, and it's my last night here. And I just want to be around positive people. I hear laughter in the background, yeah. um, great energy, and and as a just as as this is happening right now, that's how you and I connected because you have that. You know, right. I'm like the old bear, and she's like the baby bear, going, "Hey, <laughs> hey you, you know, yeah." So <laughs> I know you, yeah. And it's just it's just you know, my daughter's blessed. I'm blessed now, and Vanessa's being blessed. So it just yeah. keeps going. Yeah, it's a continuous circle, my friend. Mm-hmm. From the moment, so I've mentioned a couple times on here how the I've always felt that when I went to Oregon versus when I came back to Oregon, there was like a fl- like a switch that was flipped internally, um, and maybe it was just like breathing that Oregon air, just something <laughs> different, being on physically on a different side of a country, or I don't even know, it was just the right time. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, and from that point, it was like the seed was planted, and then out of nowhere, it just started growing. Tremendously, leading up to that December being the fall of my mental health. Who would have thought? Like, I came back from Oregon. I'm like, man, I know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to move to Oregon. That's basically it. And that's that's good with me. <laughs> that is good with me. And, I mean, you should have seen it. I came back and I had uh, my graduation party. And uh, they were all asking me, you know, like, how was your trip? And I was beaming. I was talking about Oregon. I was talking about weed. I was talking about everything. And because suddenly there wasn't a boundary anymore. Like, there wasn't, like, I didn't feel like I, I couldn't be myself for some reason. Like, I was just, like, pouring out about this this, this state. And, and they all looked at me like I was nuts, all of them. They're like, oh, you want to go over there by the hippies? I'm like, you know what? They're more fun than you, brother. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> You're being a little party pooper over here. It's 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 a different feel out there. It's mm-hmm. really I understand why Megan, you know, like I can't I couldn't even I couldn't even fathom if I was so far away from just my home. Yeah. You that, know? that feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that my home being that mm-hmm. that state or that home and that and that realm over there. It's just it's really different. But um in regards of like with we were talking about like my mom prior to recording we were talking about my mom and how um Diane was going to uh see my mom and hang out with her for the first time but it just it didn't really it wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really beautiful because sometimes things work out like this and then sometimes things don't work out. But it's okay still. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, this was a different time. Like going to El Salvador when I was 16 as a different time than going to El Salvador recently. You know, some oh, things yes. worked out then mm-hmm. and then didn't work out. And some things did work out this time. And, you know, like it, it it's all about timing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Bob said that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be, be patient with it. Don't yeah. force it. When you're young, it's so funny. You feel like it's got to happen. Now, I mean, yeah. you you conceptually understand things about yourself, about being human, but and then you expect the return right there, you know. And and it's time. Mm-hmm. It's just time and keep us living, right? And gathering, right? Yeah. I um. So first of all, I just wanted to say mm-hmm. thank you for doing this with me. This is oh, very my pleasure. Really, yeah. I just I appreciate it very, very much. I've only really talked to one other person on this podcast. Um, and I'm really excited because she's coming back as well. And oh, I'm just going to be ramping up and talking to people. And I think that's, I really like that. I really like talking to people who just authentically want to be themselves and then be good with that. 
you know, mm-hmm. and like, and then that's mm-hmm. what they give to other people, and they're just like vibing mm-hmm. with love. And gotcha. I love to be around people like. Well, that. you're like, there. You're yeah. there. <laughs> you are there. Yeah, it's nice to have that surrounded. Mm, definitely, it's my favorite. Um, but I did also want to just highlight why. So you're probably wondering, like, who's this lady? Why does she pertain to me? Okay, I get it. Um, but here's the thing. So we, I have a mom, obviously. She's still alive. Um, but I always really just wanted somebody, an older version of, of, of me almost, but not me at the same time. Someone's different than my mom, but also older than me, if that makes sense. Um, I've always wanted someone like that. I've always just a, just a different perspective, someone who can offer just a, I don't know, just a different relationship, I guess, than what I had with my mom. And when I met Diane, there was just this instant click where I was like, oh, you know, here's a woman who's living her life. She's been through so much, still like vibing out and having a good time. And it kind of reflects to me like I can have that too. And she's a safe person to like mm-hmm. watch and take notes from, mm-hmm. you know, like that. I mean, <laughs> both of you, I, I remember coming back feeling super zen both times we went out there, just feeling like I understood where I was. I I understood how I felt. Um, I mean, I was heartbroken because I was leaving, but it was just, I don't know. It just kind of boils it down to the point where people leave lasting imprints on your heart. Do not let those relationships go. You know, like don't just, you know, fall into the wayside or anything. If they've had like some kind of impact on you, that was a positive one. Maybe you should keep them in your ring. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Keep them on your side. Keep them oh, as yeah. a support. I love that you're continuously like just messaging me on Instagram and um, <laughs> sending me text messages and everything because I think. Well, I, I, I enjoy doing that because like with Megan, I want you to be better than me. Mm. I do. I want, I want better for you. Mm-hmm. And so when I see that. And, and did not just an academic level, but just very a heart level, you know, and um, and being older and looking back, you know, I'm like, God, come on, you've got it, you've got it, you've got it, you've got it, you know, just mm-hmm. hang in there. And so when I'm around that, I love that because I want, I want it that for my girls. Yeah. You're one of my girls. That's yeah. what I want. That's why a lot of these are, are women-based meetings that we're having with, with our significant others. And they're very supportive <laughs> of us because they're there. They're having a great time. They're, they're smoking their bowls. Oh. They're talking their bullshit. And everybody's just vibing. Yes. And yes. so that's, and that, this is from, what, 21-year-old to 56-year-olds, <laughs> you know, and we're all at the same level. And yeah. that's what I love. That's yeah. what I, I love that. So. It's this mesh meshes yeah. really well. Plus, like, weeds also, I mean, brings people together. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> of that, that, yeah, that sense of mind. I mean, literally, it's um, it's a wonderful thing because like, a lot of people who smoke regularly are uh, like-minded, Yeah, you know. How um, long How long have you been smoking? Seriously smoking? About three years, but I've smoked since I was 15. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Off and on. You know, the funny thing with my husband that... Um, we met when we were, gosh, over about 40 years ago, we were teenagers and we got high together a bit, you know, and we were like that. We were new to the area. So we were like weird, didn't know anybody, Yeah. but we got together and we smoked pot and we got really deep. We had deep conversations and I love that. And then with the weed, it's even better because, you know, I mean, sex is like a thing when you're really young, mm-hmm. but 
after the sex, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, we have great conversations, you know. We just sit there and just start talking about stuff and getting deep and smoking yeah. pot. It's just very, for young people, I think it's a really good place to be where yeah. you can just let go and be you. Yeah. So fast forward 30-some-odd years, been through some marriages and children and all that, and it never really ended up well. We run into each other again. And um, we just continue what we left behind. So being around you guys is just like a, a reminder of what we were like when we were young, you know. Yeah. So that's why you love hanging out with you guys. I, I think that's so, I don't know. I love the blurring lines of age gaps, mm-hmm. you know, because people can just vibe together. and It doesn't have to be we have to stick in the age gap or that we're born into to, to connect with people, you know. I think seeing you and Bob smoke for the first time and like integrate that into your life. Oh. <laughs> you know, like and but also be super casual about it and super and like it it being a deep time and like I remember like so many times you'd just be like passing around the bowl at your place and then we would just be talking about these wonderful things. Next thing you know it was like twelve o'clock, like we we're tired, probably go to sleep and um but just being able to get deep and everything, I think people forget about that as of right now because it's a trend. It's a trend to be to smoke, which is nice. I guess it's more popular as, as states start legalizing and whatnot, and I, I love that. But um, I'm also hearing a lot of people say that it gives them anxiety and they, they don't have that comfortability with it, I guess. And um, when well, I this is this is what I got to say if I can yeah. interrupt. Yeah, of course. This is where you guys missed out. Yeah. The 80s did not have cell phones. Mm. So we had to be around each other. We had to communicate with each other. And I think the thing that really can bring you guys back to where you guys need to be is smoke a bowl and start talking mm. because we did that all the time. We didn't have it. We didn't look at this little thing in, in our hand. Mm. We walked in the room. We saw there was some marijuana and we just did out of just being awkward. We'd smoke. And then we start talking about shit, just all kinds of shit. And then you start getting deeper and deeper and then you start laughing. And then, I mean, what's that saying? You get five men together that are drinking. They're going to start a fight. You get five men smoking. They're going to start a band. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if, if more young people would just pass a bowl around, yeah. you know, have food, no alcohol, just some drinks, you know, like water, soda pop, and just, yeah. just shoot the shit. That's it. That's where you guys are missing out on the 1980s, <laughs> you know, because you just yeah. isolate yourself with a phone. You don't communicate. But I think marijuana is a great way to bring a lot of that back. Agreed. Very yeah. much agreed. There's a lot of anxiety that goes around, and I think that's just more so you not doing the work. I mean, I mean, I have a lot of friends, a lot of friends who... Yeah, I've I've preached to them about how I saw people live. I saw older people that I look up to integrate it in their lives and they're good and they're okay and it it works and they're able to talk about things and it's so much different than what I grew up watching and looking at. I mean, it's such a polar opposite. And once I saw that that was possible, I think that helped me cut through the bullshit. You know, when I would get a lot of, you know, have the anxiety attacks while I was high for some reason for like the longest time, just like moments in, in time. And it was not not a good one. But um, when I started realizing that I could enjoy this, this could be beneficial to my life, 
then I need to work on the side so I can enjoy it mm-hmm. for real, for real. Because I love those talks. Mm-hmm. I love when you just oh, shoot yeah. the shit. Oh, I mean, yeah. Phil and I were, I mean, one night I think I came over and Phil and I went out to the, the sliding door and both of us are just, we're out there for like 20 minutes talking about the sky. Like what the, the fuck I did? It was yeah. the best. It was, we were just, we were so present and seeing, <sighs> it's like not in your memories. It, you remember it. You can right. visualize it. And that's when I remember that I'm, when I'm present, like tonight when we were driving back from, uh, oh shoot, we were driving here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you guys don't have mountains, but your sunsets are beautiful. Oh. And I just couldn't get over it. And it's just when you, when you're high and you see the earth mm. doing its thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean the colors are so vibrant. You are so it's like the it just stops for a moment and it's like you're being blessed. Yeah. You're being blessed. That's when God's present. Yeah. Always. He is Always. not the devil no. <laughs> as some religions or re- people have have made him out to be. Right. He's the sunset. He's that moment when you are just at peace. Yeah. 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 Yes. I mean, I talk about a lot on here where like I don't know who's listening. I don't know what religious affiliation that they identify, if they identify with anything at all. But regardless of what it is, like there is something. You're there connected. is something yeah. out there yeah. that we're all just connected to. Because mm-hmm. if we weren't connected to it, we wouldn't be pondering about it mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be thinking about our significance so much. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be, there has to be there. It has to be there. Um, and they're found in everything. Yes. Nature, friends, family, pets. Indians are one of the most, um, I would say, most spiritual, godly people because they take what's around them and they're grateful for it and they use it wisely. They use their resources and they thank. Yeah. I mean, so they really appreciate immediately their, their lives, everything that big big part of their lives, you know, not the blessings and the, no, it's thank you. Thank you for the sunrise, you know. Thanks, we got a day. We can get these things done. We can do the harvest this. We can do that. And thank you for these things. I mean, it's always thanking, yeah. being grateful and knowing you're blessed and then being good about what you're being blessed with. So I, I that's actually, I'm glad that you actually said that because um, one of the terms that I picked up while I was over in Oregon for the first time was good, like to be good. Or I am good, you know, like this, and it's a different, it's that good, it's not just good, it's good, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 there's yeah. two different goods, and I remember I would hear you say that a lot, and I'd be like, I love that, because you didn't have to explain to me what that meant, I just felt it, you know, like if someone said, I mean, it's all good, or I, I feel good, or this is good. It's like you're in it with this <laughs> yeah, person, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow, they are good. I want to be there, too. Like yeah, It yeah. makes there's something enticing about it. And I did want to bring that up here because like it's one of my favorite things because I, I also say it here as well. Like I want you to, I mean, we're always talking about doing what feels good, what feels natural, what feels right, what feels warm, honestly. If it's cold, stay away. If it's warm, keep going. Like that kind of thing we talk about a lot on here. Um, and you and Bob are, are very warm. I'm, I have to tell you, there's something about you. I, I am just like drawn to it. And I think it's maybe just more of a spiritual connection, maybe in a past life, passed by each other, mm-hmm. friendships, who oh. knows what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm very, very grateful to have this. I'm just so happy that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to, so I had Diane think uh, about three things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did want her to elaborate on that. I asked her three things, <laughs> <laughs> three things um, that if you could tell your 
past self, I guess, or my young self, my 20 year old, your 20 year old self. Yeah. Yes. And I think this applies to a lot of us because girl, I watch them demographics. I know how old you are. (laughs) I know that you guys are in your 20s because I see it. And I'm in my 20s, too. So I'm glad that we're all kind of here together experiencing this. And uh, and I'm glad you're absorbing whatever this is um, that you're listening to because it does have some good stuff in it. Um, So what were those things? What's your number? What's number one? Number one, and I know this, this is, this is, this is, it's funny because I can relate to it because my body is changing in ways that, um, I'm not going to do too much about, um, when you're young, you can starve yourself. When you're young, you can go to the gym. When you're young, you can, you have tight skin. It doesn't matter. So, um, one of the first things is whatever you are physically, your hair, your eyes, whatever is, makes you feel good. Rock that, you know. Um, I mean, some women it's their breasts. Don't go too crazy, but <laughs> enjoy what you have. Enjoy if you have pretty feet, get those toes done. You know, feel do something that you are proud of yeah. at this age because it's gonna change. Yeah. You know, if you have killer eyebrows, make sure that they look the best because that's just a part of that's a daily thing you can pamper yourself with. You know, you can just feel good about being a woman. Yeah. I guess is. Feel good about being what you are, whatever it is that you have. Don't I mean we have we can count of more things that we don't like about our bodies, but count on the ones that you got because mm. you've got it and it, it looks good. And you women are beautiful at this age. You are absolutely gorgeous. Just just the the size of you. It doesn't matter. Right. It, you're beautiful. You just you guys have great skin. Your hair looks great. You know, you you figure out what looks great on your body and just enjoy that. Enjoy being young. Enjoy the physically tight skin, all of that. Enjoy it. And get that makeup to make those eyes pop, whatever it is. You know, get it. Don't sit there and go, you know, well, you know, or those eyelashes. Get those eyelashes to look beautiful or those fingers that look great. Get the nails done. Yeah. Do something to make you feel really good about your physical you. self. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, um, one thing. I have a lot of friends. That is one of the things that they think about a lot, you know, what they look like and me too, like, you know, what I look like and if I feel good in this and if I don't feel good in this and it, the rule of thumb is, you know, I'm in this body, right. And I'm in this moment right now and to enjoy that for what it is, because I don't want to be like 20 years down the road or 30 years down the road thinking about, oh, you know what? When I was 25, I wasted a whole year picking apart myself and feeling so bad about how Mm -hmm. I looked Mm -hmm. when I could have done so many other Mm -hmm. things that were so much more beneficial to my life or or more fun to my life. Mm -hmm. I added more zest, like, you know, instead of just sitting here and, and, and feeling bad about the things that I, I don't have or that I, you know, instead of, instead of being grateful for the things that I do, mm-hmm. um, Quit I positive, yeah. forget the negatives. That's there. There's always going to be them. If that scarf looks great, learn how to do scarves yeah. on your neck. Great you know, scarf. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I think it's cool to have a scarf. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do what feels good. Yeah. Do what it, makes you feel good. Do for yourself. Do yeah. something nice for yourself on the outside. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, uh, shortly after, so I went to Oregon in August of 2019, mm-hmm. and then I started therapy in December 2019. And okay. right around March, I was finally stepping into this this 
this version, I guess, of myself and, and kind of really feeling the waters a little bit. And part of that was my decision to get my nose pierced. I mean, I just thought about that for years, but there was a moment where I was like, you know what? I'm young. I know it will look good on me right now. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, if I'm going to be, if I like it so much, I am going to be, you know, 47 years old and still have it in my nose because it makes me happy and it makes me feel good. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I remember getting so much flack for it and almost kind of going backwards in some progress because I felt bad for doing something that made me feel good. Um, but I'm glad that I stayed firm in it. And I was like, you know what? Screw all of you. Just, you know, don't support me in this because I don't need you. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was a big one, wasn't it? Oh, especially because, I mean, growing up, my parents, and you guys know, my parents are super conservative, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that just didn't really happen. And of course, when I, my theory is when you squeeze too tight Mm -hmm. on your children, they will end up doing the opposite of what you really desperately didn't want. And one of those things are just piercings and tattoos. And my sister got three, and I got a piercing, and, and it just, <laughs> it is what it is. We, we still survive, but we're happy. Mm-hmm. That's the important thing. Yeah. And that's the thing that they want more than anything, even right. though sometimes we can't express it. Because Megan got a tattoo, her first big <laughs> nasty boy yeah. on her shoulder. Uh, she called me. I was in the laboratory, and I cried. Mm. that she got a tattoo. I thought, oh, my God, what are you going to look like when you get your wedding dress? I mean, that was 18, that was seven, eight years ago. Yeah. But I had an awakening. Mm-hmm. So I'm all like, oh, I love that, too. In fact, we all have tattoos. Megan, Allie, and I all got tattoos. That's right, you So do. that was an eight-year turnaround. I love that. I, love, <laughs> I would love to do that one day with my mom. But oh, I, you, she, you never, you don't, you never know. There'll be something. Hopefully, you never know. My, my fingers crossed. Is I would love to sit down and just smoke a bowl with my mom because I think the the healing properties, at least the the being able to reach on a deeper level within yourself, uh, that would be really beneficial for her because she knows she. So my mom's my mom is spiritual. Right. So she mm-hmm. knows that there's realms. That she knows that there's, you know, magnitudes that you really could get down deep in there and, and really explore. But I think she thinks that it's it's something that you have to do within the religion that you are in. Mm. It's not just a self-practice because self-practice doesn't exist almost. It's more mm. of like, gotcha. you know, that it's more God practice together. And, and that's, I mean, 100%. If you want to walk through life, you know, you know, doing that, that is a hundred, I mean, that works for so many of us. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But I think there's a little bit more to just relying on, on, on God. You know, I specifically with my spirituality, I felt like I had to understand here first to really get up there. Um, mm-hmm. because if I can't even believe in myself, what makes you think I can believe in something else that's bigger and actually cares about what I do and who I am? And that's the thing. You realize that God was more than just an institution. Yeah. You know, was a, a people-regulated thing. It's mm-hmm. a very personal thing. Right. And that's, see, when I... Um, I had a Catholic... I have a... Well, she's not... She's Buddhist now, but she was Catholic. And she was explaining God to me. <clears throat> and I'm like, man, I don't know that God. Mm. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I can talk to to God any time. I don't have to go through anybody. Right. You know? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, my God loves me. I mean, the God I know, which I thought was your God, he scares me. Yeah. And this one is, I mean, my God loves me 
because he knew exactly what it was like to be like me, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, I am. So I don't limit God is what I'm saying. Right. It's like I was a non-denominational Christian and I followed the good book and everything and I still do. And I also realize that I'm limiting God's ability to bless me and yeah. for me to learn more about his glory, you mm-hmm. know, and then now I am understanding that. So he's right. always, he's the, he's the core of it all. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah. we're on to, I'm just saying, we're on to the second thing. Yes. Okay. Number second two. thing is important to me is believe your gut. Mm. Don't let, I'm a people pleaser. I was a people pleaser. I still am to some extent. Don't worry about what everybody else is going to think. Don't please have to please anybody. And you, you've learned this one right. as a young lady. Um, just use your gut. Use what you know. You just believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. So when a situation comes up and you don't know what to do, you know what to do. You just kind of calm down and you let yourself just freely think. Mm-hmm. And trust yourself. Allow yourself to make those decisions. And if they're mistakes, you're going to learn them. But they're yours. Right. So right. go with your gut. Yeah. Listen I, to your gut. Yeah. I never did for the longest time. And that's surprising. So you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. I think a lot of people... They ha- it takes a while for them to realize that we know a lot of the answers that we seek. You know, it does rely within us. I mean, when we were indecisive about something, we're not. We're actually not. I mean, mm-hmm. we clearly have a, a choice, but we're so, I mean, for me, it's anxiety for, for sure. Like mm-hmm. I can, I mean, didn't decisive all the way, but it's been helping me realize that my gut has intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm listening to it, when I lean into it, things do work out, whether, you know, if it's in my favor or not, they, they still work themselves out. And my gut was right. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to believe in yourself. And yeah. if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to you trust your gut. You're going to be knee jerking. You're going to be looking up for uh, the right answer from somebody. You're going to oh, second guess yeah. yourself all the time. Yeah. But what's the worst thing that can happen is you're going to Make a mistake? No. no, it's a lesson. Yeah. At your age, it's a lesson. It's not a mistake. Correct. Because you're creating your own foundation. You know, at yeah. 18, for some magical reason, you're supposed to be an adult. And that's that's horrible. That's called industrialization. No. <laughs> that's what that is. Because as soon as that started happening in, in America, that's fun. Interesting. To, yeah. Because think about it. Like, when we reached a, this magical age of 18, like, we're off to work and we're doing things and everybody has a life and you have stuff to do. And then you fast forward that and now it's just the norm. We don't know where these norms come from. They're established over time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for for me, too, like, when we got to 18 years old, it was like, well, what college are you going to? What are you going to pursue? I'm sorry. Ten minutes ago, I was asking someone if I could use the bathroom. Oh. Are you kidding me? Like, what? Yeah. I don't know what I want for myself. How could I make such a huge decision for myself and the rest of my life right now when I, I barely know my times tables? I still don't know my times table. <laughs> I know some, but I don't know a lot, man. I wasn't good at that. That in measurements, oh, fuck. I'm... That's why 20s is just like, it's just a trial. I mean, it's just, you have to get through it. It's run, 20s is running a gauntlet. So, yeah, when I think of these three things, I'm like, what would I tell myself that would make, help myself get through it? Right, and right. And my, my third one, God, I just had it, too. That's so funny. Oh, yes, this is it. Okay. Forgive yourself. Mm. Forgive yourself 
for thinking that you were too fat. Forgive yourself for thinking that you were too stupid. Forgiving yourself for thinking you, you're not enough. Mm. You have to, because you're feeding yourself bullshit. I know you girls are, because all of us girls do. So be nice to yourself. Forgive yourself for not knowing any better because you don't know any better yet. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So, you know, because we're so hard on ourselves. Oh, my God. You know, you th- yeah. so just just forgive yourself and be nice to yourself. That's you know? so, so uh, the episode prior to the last, so I don't know when this comes out, but the episode before I, the inner child healing for dummies, we talked about this um, post that I saw on TikTok. And it was really wonderful because uh, part of it was saying, forgive yourself for the habits and the things that you have done in your survival mode. Exactly. And all, that's all you ever knew. That's all, that's it. Well, I learned, I learned that there was a day when I was just kind of just, I don't know, I was feeling kind of weird and I just needed to walk out. I just went out in the sun. It was fall. And I started feeling those things. I used to, those weird feelings when I was a child, when I felt insecure. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I, and I realized it was that little girl that made, helped me through all this bullshit. So I imaginary in my walking, I was walking next to this little girl that was just brokenhearted, that yeah. just tried to do her best. And I, I grabbed her hand in my heart, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, thank you. Thank you for being a part of my life, and thank you for doing the best that you can because I'm, I'm doing good now, you know. So yeah. you've got to be good to your younger self, too, you know, your teenage self, all that. But you know, all of us have those things that come in the our mind that gives us this cringy thing that makes us very <laughs> uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. I still have it, but it doesn't bother me as much because I've learned to forgive myself for those things. Because what so, do you yeah. do? You're going to hold on to something for so long for what? Yeah, but you, know? you don't you don't know it at your age. Oh, of though. course, a no. lot of you don't. And and I, I thought very little of myself, mm. you know. And I and and and, not, and that also means forgiving your your parents too, because yes. they're just doing the best they can too. Correct. Yeah. You know? That was one of the, the things um, I came to. Uh, I think in August, when I started doing some inner child work and understanding with that what that means for me and, and my inner child and the fact that she's been talking this whole time mm-hmm. and I just have not been listening to her. I've been ignoring her and wondering why, you know, my life is so wonky. We're not on the same page. Um, but now that was one of the things that I had to, that was a bridge that you had to get across. And part of inner child work is forgiving your parents. This is, and that's the hardest part. That's probably like like the last level of inner child work, because I mean you're always working on you know the relationship within you. But one of the is like you know you forgave yourself, great. But what about all the other feelings that you harbor towards the people who you never wanted to forgive? And that's a uh, that's a lot. That's a lot to handle. I used to um, with my first husband. He had cheated on me, and I was pregnant, mm. and so I didn't want to have bad energy. So I would pray. And ask God to help me forgive him. And I'm like, nope, not today. And it took a few months. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. do it every like week or two to kind of like, okay, God. Because I didn't want to carry this heavy hate. I don't want that. You no. know, I don't, I want to put it down. And eventually I did, you right. know, forgave. But I, forgiving my parents, forgiving myself was something I never thought of, you know. <clears throat> With inner child healing, um, I mean... You start to realize there's certain mannerisms, certain habits about you that you you do 
that are connected to experiences that you've you know experienced when you were a child and you were smaller and um, part of it is I hate saying this because it, this would used to piss me off like when I was younger um, your parents is, are doing the best they can they did the best they could with what they could at that time it's not easy to have a child it's never easy to be a parent there's no book out there that can you know prepare you for it so part of healing and mending the relationship within yourself is being aware that your parents also have inner children. Mm-hmm. And when they neglected that inner child for so long, I mean, yeah, it's going to manifest in their own physical children, mm-hmm. you know, whether they know oh, yeah. it or not. Um, and, I mean, not to say, like, my mom wasn't aware of certain things that, you know, you know plagued her for years. Um, she's still learning to kind of deal with them and, and come to terms with it, but... You have to be a little bit more transparent with yourself and look at yourself for the child that you once were. And see, that's the thing I really admire about you, Vanessa, is you're doing this at such a young age. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was so far away from facing myself at your age. Oh, God. And 20s are, I mean, people usually are checking out. They're running. So for you to turn around and just turn around and just... (laughs) <laughs> Put your feet down and just close your eyes and just let that yeah. energy come through you while everybody's running away from it. It's pretty dang impressive that that's going to be so cool in another five years. I mean, you know, you're going to gain that much more and you're going to be open. And, and I mean, the other day you, I saw your thing about Philadelphia or the first time you hmm. were present. I know that feeling, but I didn't really get that feeling until I was in my 50s really just mm. practicing it. Mm-hmm. So you're doing it in your 20s and you're mm-hmm. just battling the ghosts right now. You're just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. That's what many of us are burying yeah. for decades. You know, okay, the career, okay, the relationship, okay, the children, um, okay, this, that. And they're just kind of pocketing this thing, you know, and you're just like, let's do it. There's a part of me that when I'm faced with a challenge, I want to kind of knuckle down and figure it out, you know, yes. especially if it means something to mm-hmm. me. Um, and I think when, when I hit my rock, like I had like this just crazy mental breakdown where, I mean, it was a very dark place and it could have gone really, really bad. And I think after that moment, there is a time difference between then and, and maybe reaching out and getting the help that I needed where I was like, I got pissed off. I was like, how uh, how am I 20-something years old dealing with all this shit and not wanting to do something about it because I have so much more to go? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if I'm dealing with all this shit now, like, what about down the road? What is this going to turn into? What is my, you know, the immediate circle around me, what are they going to turn into if I am not where I need to be? And that was a scary thought because I wanted to be... I wanted to be what I experienced in Oregon. That's where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was possible because I Mm -hmm. saw it. Mm -hmm. When you see something that seems so impossible, seem kind of achievable and very much possible, it changes everything. Everything. I didn't know that you could live, you know, you could be be a stoner, you can have your life, you can be who you want to be, be happy in that, and then that's that's it, and that's okay. Wow. Wow. Wow, you didn't know that, huh? No. Oh, my God. Isn't it? I mean, I know. <laughs> I, well, I didn't, because I, I don't know any better, okay? Yeah. I don't know any better. I know you can 
have a career and, you know, be a professional and then smoke a bowl after work and cook dinner and, you know. It's the best. I can't imagine my life without it. And I think, I mean, I have friends who uh, haven't and, you know, not in the near future really want to. And they always look at me like, you know. Five eyes. And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't understand. I'm like, listen, you don't have to understand, but when when you want to, let me know. Yeah. Come on over. Yeah. It's it's really safe. It's it's warm here. It's really cool. Um, we had an episode where I was talking about anxiety and, 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 and smoking and everything. And I've been seeing people talking about it and showing it off and, you know, talking about eating edibles. And, and that's all good and everything is great and everything. But um, setting yourself up so that you can have a good time is really important. Surrounding yourself with people who support you and lift you up and make you feel safe is also super important, especially if you're smoking for the first time and you know you don't know all that stuff. So I kind of gave like a list of things that I, throughout the years that I've learned, especially within the, you know starting this like self-care journey and morphing that into with, with uh, marijuana together. I, I wish some of the things that we talk about here and some of the things that you were saying here, it's like, here are the things that we wish other people would have said to us. Mm. And I think with this podcast, I just want that to be an avenue for someone to get that, to receive what we wished that someone would have told us when we were going through something or when we were at a certain age of our lives. Because chances are we're going to need to hear this again mm-hmm. and, again and again and again. But yes. we're planting the seed. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what I like. Yep, exactly. That's and see, that's, and that's the thing because... Old mama here me talking is like, oh, yeah, some old lady talking about it. But, but when it's somebody like you that is young, you, you know what it's like to be that age. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm a, this is a peer. It so is. that helps, too. And, and there's not a lot of you out there. But it's, it's so that's, a, that's lonely. It's lonely because part of me wonders if I'm crazy. You know, like I'm... I'm doing something that feels true to me and then I'm following it and, and I'm putting it out there and I'm putting my heart and soul and my, and I work into it. And, um, it just, sometimes I'm like, you know, I give, I share and I, and I, and I want to tell people about these things. Cause I mean, I was telling Allie upstairs, like, how do I come across these realizations and revelations and not want to share it with other people? You know, like, how can I not? Like, I mean, these are just juicy tidbits that need to be given to someone or else they're going to, I'm going to explode, basically. Like, I will literally burst if I don't share it. And sometimes I'm like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm pioneering a road that not many people are ready for. But when they are ready for it, it's going to be great. It just it, feels lonely. <laughs> well, it, you're not alone because, right. and the, the cool thing is, um, with Allie, especially when she was going through high school, I met a lot of very soulful young women like you. Mm. So there, there's a lot of them out there, but those are a lot. And I don't mean anything by East coast, but there are a lot of the West coast, West coast. girls I know. Yes. I mean, I, I just expect that to be everywhere, mm-hmm. but I noticed being on the East coast, um, everybody's a lot more hush hush oh, about yeah. the marijuana and about the you know, the, the stigmatism of it yes. and everything. So, you know, and so you're a groundbreaking. So the, there's going to be people, and that's the thing. Correct. Because you are going to attract that. So so a refresher. I think I mentioned this in another episode, but I'm going to mention it again. Um, it was also a moment for my inner child, too, like for me to look myself dead in the eye and talk to my inner child, like, directly. Yeah. Um, because, 
you know, talking about self-love, talking about prioritizing yourself, taking care of yourself, talking about, you know, talking about, you know, making boundaries, inner child work, like really just inner work as a whole is one of my favorite things to do. But at the same time, it's like, I have imposter syndrome almost. Like, who am I to be talking about this if I don't have a PhD or I haven't lived that long? And I usually talk myself out of stuff that I I don't end up posting or sharing. I'm getting better at that because I'm like, no, 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 no. If I feel like I need to do this, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, again, with the gut thing, like, if I'm pulled in a certain way, emotionally pulled to do something, like, who am I to stop? Like, put the brakes on it if there's just this creative force behind Mm -hmm, it, this gusto. mm -hmm. Um, You see, with people like you, depression is very rampant. Yeah. You know, so it goes hand in hand. It's a blessing and a curse, isn't it? (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) See, but the the good thing about it is that you do this because this will help your depression. Yes. You know. Yes. Being vulnerable, too. I'm noticing, especially with the social media. That was one of the last things I did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Vulnerability is is showing your 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 underlayers. You don't yeah. want to show nobody. No, and and, and <laughs> but the blessings come with it. Yeah, you know, you're opening up everything. Yeah. So you got to remember that, and everything's a season. It's not always the best. It's not always the worst. You know, it's a little bit of everything. Right. So with you doing what you're doing now, um, you will be blessed, even though you're having to do the hard work right now. You know, you're going to have to do it sometimes. Right, right. If you really want this one trip around the sun to really matter. Right. You know, and that's what I mean by rocking what you got. This is it. Do it. Do it. Just believe me. Right. Your old lady will be glad that you (laughs) went and got that tattoo or whatever you wanted to do. Right. You know, just do those things. And, yeah, just don't be hard on yourself, (sighs) you know, because you're all on hard on yourself, and you shouldn't be because... You have so much more out there to be okay with. I mean, I love when I was younger, your age, skinny was it. There was nothing in between. There was no curves. I don't know what any of that was. And now I, with my Allie and her friends, there's so many different shapes. And I just, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. It is. To love your body, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, keep that up. That's one thing I love about you ladies. You're a lot better <laughs> at it than we were. To be present. So with body types now and and even eating i feel like for the longest time women were basically essentially told to just be as small as we possibly can metaphorically and physically Mm -hmm. and there was a moment where i think we said no more and out of nowhere these gorgeous body types just showed up you know and because they started becoming themselves yes being good with who they are yes and that's what i love love about this young generation is that you just not afraid yeah you're not afraid so please yeah keep that but my 20 year old self didn't know that i mean 30 years ago or whatever you know yeah to embrace that so that is a, a wonderful thing i like about you young ladies yeah. and you're getting braver about saying what you really want to say and not unless you don't care what other people think but it's okay if they don't it's not the point is i'm not saying this to i'm not asking for your approval i'm just telling you no no. and that's the thing that's one thing one more Mm -hmm. thing i'd like to say about um young women now is um back before like in the 50s and stuff there were some women that you know were strong women but it wasn't as 
obvious. It was very subtle. Right. And one thing I've noticed with women in their 20s is that sometimes it went the opposite way where they just go way over to make themselves known. And there's a lot of, like what you're doing, you're, you're not making yourself available for people, but also not having to proclaim it mm-hmm. so loudly. Right. You know, yeah. because I mean, but it's good that, that more women are doing that because it just, it's, it's better to have that than to be afraid to say something. Your yes. mother, your mother, my mother, mm-hmm. you're, um, we're all different. Yes. So I love the fact that you guys do proclaim it, but there's a lot of good in just being okay with you and not having to prove anything. Be okay with yes. you and not have to prove anything to anybody else. Yeah. That's a newer challenge that I know John and I both have been facing um, because it starts like we start, we have to question like for who, for what, mm-hmm. you know, who am I trying to prove myself to a bunch of people from high school that really don't matter mm-hmm. a bunch of, I mean, like, again, like, so with the, I forgot to, we, sir, we, I was supposed to circle back to it, but um is sharing my my podcast to my channel, talking about you know the dancing on my you know mm-hmm, personal account mm-hmm. and not really getting as much feedback as you know um, you know I would I would hope right and there was a moment where I felt so disappointed and that that day also happened where there was another moment where um, I felt disappointment. And it all kind of steered up to this moment where I was in the bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just began to cry. And I could see exactly who exactly was crying here. And it was my inner child. It was the inner me that felt just like I didn't fit in. You know, like I didn't, you know, nobody wants to be a part of this or even want a sliver of what I have to offer because I'm not good enough. You know, that, that they don't like me or they don't want to see what I'm doing. And, and part of it, I was like, I was, I was feeling really that, that childhood feeling of just yeah. feeling like that loser, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I had to, I strained up myself. I looked myself dead in the eye and I said, it is not you. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about, a lot of the stuff that we're digging into, that we're working on, we're not a lot. I mean, girls right now, women right now in my age group are not ready for it. Mm-mm. It's such no. a, a gusto of, of fresh and also powerful air that we just want to keep it somewhere else for now until we're, we're ready for it. And, and 100%, like when you're ready, go for it. But at the same time, don't close your doors. You know what I'm saying? Keep them open. Talk about these things. Because that's when you start making the work more possible. Like that giant pile of laundry is not like a giant pile anymore. It's just a couple pairs of socks and a shirt. But you were looking at it so differently. You know, I I had to put myself in check for sure. Because she will run, she will run rampant. Because she's she's full of feelings. Mm -hmm. When I cry, it's an immediate reflection of how she's feeling. And sometimes, you know, I can straighten her up. I can be like, hey. You know, it's okay. There's no, it's, you know, I understand that you're feeling a certain way right now, but it's okay. We're good. We're really good. It's all right. I stopped thinking that I'm, you know, fighting the good fight by myself or just living life by myself. Let's just say that living life by myself. I stopped thinking that I'm alone. That's a singular person. I'm, I'm now part of a team. 
you know, there's somebody else within me who's rooting for me, mm-hmm. you know, like even though I don't have everything in the world that that little child has ever imagined and dreamt up when she was little, she still thinks I'm pretty rad. She still thinks mm-hmm. that I'm doing really awesome and that she's really proud of me. And, you know, like, so now I'm now stepping into this role where now we're talking about inner parenting soon, um, where I'm the parent now. I'm the driver in the seat and she's in the back seat mm-hmm. hanging on, you know, mm-hmm. like we're mm-hmm. in this together, but I go before her. I protect her at all costs. Mm-hmm. So that means when you protect your inner child, I'm going to say this explicitly so we all can agree, when you start protecting your inner child, you start protecting yourself, which means you start giving the confidence to yourself, the strength to yourself to do the hard things, the boundary making, the inner work, the, the relationship mending, the, the trauma gazing, like that shit is hard, mm-hmm. but you start opening the door to do that. I want all of my friends, all of my friends to understand that once we start doing the uncomfortable, it's it will start becoming less uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, I've talked to too many, too many people in my life from, from, you know, maybe college up to now where they have so much baggage, but it's like, we're afraid to open that door. We're afraid to walk through that because it's unpleasant. It's uncomfortable. And I don't want to do that right now. It shouldn't stop there. Keep going. Keep pressuring it. If it keeps coming up, lean into it. See, and that's the thing, though. You know, you say that you feel alone and all that you are because a lot of women are not close to this. So, yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, anyway. but, I mean, it, it's nothing personal, obviously. Nothing because, personal. But, yeah, it's like, I've got this great shit I want to share, and it'd be so nice if somebody else wanted to, too, because it's really cool. Yeah. I, I honestly, sometimes I feel like that one kid who was really obsessed with outer space and wanted to talk about that all the time, um, and no one really wanted to give him the time of day. We all yeah. know that kid. We all know that kid. <laughs> he was a great kid. I I was friends with that kid, for sure, because I, I knew that when people were, I mean, even to this day, when people are passionate about something, I love just absorbing it mm-hmm. because whether you're interested in that passion or not, it's that feeling that that's just drive this gusto behind your passion. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful. And you just, you get excited for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah, he's, she's feeling feels. this passion mm-hmm. and I'm with you too. Like, Oh, rouse you up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is there anything that you want to say other than everything that we've talked about so far? Well, just keep doing it. Vanessa. Do. Check yeah, it out. Just keep doing it. Um, Time does a lot, and that's and that's what you're gonna need. That's what all of you young ladies are gonna need. Right. Yeah. So just keep doing it. Patience. Yes. Give yourself some patience and grace. And we talk about that. We, number one thing: do what feels good to you today, or whatever day this podcast episode finds you on. Do what feels good and feels right. Put yourself as a priority. Take Mm -hmm. care of yourself, and most importantly, give yourself grace and patience. Because if you're going through this process, if you're embarking on something like this, this journey, you know, it's going to take a lot of patience to get where you want to go. And and, 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 and even before we close out, I do want to remind, you know, you, whoever you are, that the best version of yourself does not exist. 
it's just another version of yourself that you continuously work on, right? Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be thinking about a perfect version of ourselves down the road because a perfect version of us doesn't exist. You know, it's just every version that we go through is just another stage, another chapter where we can fully become that person and then leave that person behind and keep on growing. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. What, there's like, an, there's an animal that goes through something and just loses. Oh, those lizards. It's lizards. We're all lizard people. <laughs> We're all lizards. We all just, it's just, you know, when our skin you've is ready to go. Skin. <laughs> yeah, you've outgrown your skin, so now you got to shed it and then grow new skin, you know? Exactly. And that's living life to its fullest. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand yeah. percent. Keep the 80s hairdo if you want to, but, yeah. you know, the inside needs to keep going. I mean, you can have a mullet, but if your inners don't have a mullet, yeah. it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> gotta be a mullet all year round <laughs> um but oh thank you so much thank oh you yeah for, for this doing is, this, this with is me. really cool thank i you. hope to maybe in the future i come out to oregon and we can do this again and talk about other shit oh yeah just the continuation just we're continuation the story. we're gonna have nicole come back on she was with dope kitchen and one of the reasons why i have her come on is um she talks a lot about like you know enjoying your food you know, mm-hmm. being present and eating, smoking smoking your weed and making your food and have it yum, be yum. nourishing to mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really exciting and coming up. So um, really powerful people, really powerful women. Awesome job. <laughs> um, well, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here and being present with us and, and just keeping your, your heart open at least um, and just absorbing what applies to you and what doesn't. That's fine too. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm sure Diane loves you too. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I love all the girls. Yes. Um, and um, just be kind to yourself today, okay? All right. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>